By the time you hear this episode, the Best Pictures family will have grown by one person. When we first started this podcast, it was two single boys and me, the newlywed. But now, two years later, one of those single guys is getting hitched. And hey, you know what rhymes with hitch? Stitch! Lilo and Stitch is a movie all about family, so it's appropriate that we're talking about it as our podcast family is growing a little bit bigger. So as we say aloha to the newest member of our Ohana, please enjoy hearing our thoughts on our favorite Disney family. We're talking about Lilo and Stitch. Oh, good. My dog found the chainsaw. This is Best Pictures, the podcast where we pick our favorite movies for every year we've been alive. I'm Cody Lunsford, and I'm joined as always by... Merry Christmas. I'm Mark Watlington. It's not Christmas. I'm Chad Oliver. That's a those are quotes from the movie. From the movie, movie. it happens uh, toward the end. Um, Also, in the climax, happens uh, in the trailer. Uh, Yeah, this is this is a part of our podcast that we always do, where it's you boys do the quote, Uh and there's there's just never a smooth way for me to come back in. I mean, for a while, (laughs) you tried to play it off. You would just go, "Yep." And then go into whatever you had to say. Uh, but now it's still just like, it's like I'm just saying, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. It's, uh, no, it's, yeah. it's a good flow. It's like, you do yeah. your thing, we do our thing, then you go, yep. And uh-huh. then we hop into the, the meat of it all, which is uh, my the favorite name of the is podcast. always when we say something fun enough that it just completely sidetracks you. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So the way this podcast yeah. works is we pick mm-hmm. our favorite movies well, for every year we've been alive. Oh, it's called already, Best Pictures. That, I say you? that earlier. Yeah. You say that before. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the it's way this show works. going to be next week. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. We have forgotten uh, the basic structure of our podcast because Cody's I getting married. I remember it. Well, yeah, yeah, but you're getting married and you're going to be like on a boat when we got to record next. Yeah, the it's next episode where you guys are driving the ship mm-hmm. and I'm driving a different kind of ship, a Which, cruise ship. Mark, do you want to guide the ship or do you want me to? Are you going to? Oh, my God. It's going to be a interesting experience or do we listening get our, to that episode. Do we get our guests to host? Yeah, I think we let our guest host. Yeah, spoiler alert, our, uh, our guest for next week's episode is Purely Nostalgia's Eli Smith. Yeah. Uh, and you guys will be talking about a movie that we'll talk about uh, in the post credits of this episode, it, but before we can do that, we got to talk about this. How this show works, right? The way this show works is: yeah, what are we? We pick our. About? We pick our favorite movie for every year we've been alive, right? And this is the 2002 series. So, whose favorite movie is so, it this week? <laughs> well, so we've talked about mine. Yeah. We've mm-hmm. talked about chats. Mm-hmm. We've talked about marks. Oh yeah. We've talked about the academies. Mm-hmm. Now it is time for our bonus picky. But the problem is this time around we picked uh maybe a masterpiece i mean definitely a masterpiece spoiler alert uh so it's gonna make things tricky but before we can even get into that we need to talk about what we've seen at the megaplex so mark Mm -hmm. what have you seen at your local picture house um i saw uh do Do some people call you the space cowboy (laughs) i think it was riddler i watched riddler (laughs) Okay, that's, that's no, a no. Sorry, it was Joker. Uh, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> oh, sorry, I didn't even make that connection. That's good. That's good. Can we yeah. go back? Can we do that again? No. Okay. <laughs> do, do some Both bits are bad. <laughs> Talk about the movie. <laughs> um, uh, it was. Uh, I I found it a bit boring in the beginning. Uh, which mm-hmm. I don't know. It, just, it didn't get started very quickly. And by the time it got started, I was like, wait, this is what we're doing. Um, see, it gets started for me. It gets started. 
you get that guy and he's just he's just laughing and you're like, oh, what what what's up in his head? He must be really sick and twisted in the head. And I'm immediately in uh, with Mark. I have to ask to you a question real mm-hmm. quick though. Yeah, mm-hmm. you said it didn't get started quickly. Yeah. Do you think the beginning of this movie started with like a guy and a clipboard and he's showing people off? He's like showing them the features of this car. You what? know, like, it, it, does it start with that? And then it transitions to like a Coke and it it's getting like filled with Coke. Yeah. And I was like, where did those ice cubes go? And but uh-huh. even before that, it was like really segmented. Like there were a bunch of stuff right. that didn't really flow together very well. Yeah. I honestly thought it was like, in a different movie to begin this, with. I was like, why is Will like, Smith here? And why did it say Gemini Man? This weird omnipotent voice starts saying, like, uh, we hope you're enjoying the star status you deserve. Uh, <laughs> and you're like, uh, you're like, okay, I guess they're talking to yeah. Joker, but I don't really see the and Joker. For all the and members of A-List, a like, very special thanks to were you. All- <laughs> And, th- and then you were confused because there yeah. were two Will Smiths on the screen. That part was bizarre. Um, but it then was, it, started, it, it cut to Joaquin Phoenix as Joker, and I was like, okay, this I get. <laughs> if you cut everything before this, masterpiece. But, you know, it's bullshit. This makes sense to it's me. All that nonsense ahead of it, bullshit. It's just weird, artsy, like, segmentation, like, like I see what vignette they were, filmmaking. I, I think I, just, I see I what know. they were trying to do. Like, it was like a commentary on, like, it was commercialism. Really in- yeah. Uh, but, like, I don't know. It's just kind of, we, we don't need it. We, we don't, we need, don't it. need it. I want, I mean, I just hope that the movie makes more sense with a C than the, 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 oh, the posts <laughs> before it did. See, hey guys, that is not a good joke. Do we want to like really delve into that? Of like, that's nothing. What the that's sense? nothing? No, the Cody, sense? Cody, that is a Tumblr post. Well, okay, fair enough. That's what it is. But it's like, I hope my death makes more sense than my life, and it's spelled C E N T S. That makes sense if you're famous, but if you're no, like I mean, nobody, no, what, it doesn't. What he's saying is, he hopes he gets attention with his death because he yeah. hasn't gotten attention with his life. That and is a I Tumblr think, post. That I is like maybe. a Columbine. I think the sense thing was just a typo. I think he was just stupid. No, it's interesting no, though because if you joke, if you if you look, he scratches out an se right before the ce. Oh really? I mean, the movie's not called the misspeller, Chad. It is called the. Here's joke. the thing. He's still like half his letters were like backwards. He like. He wrote, you know, he wrote in the journal, twisting. like, people like it when you do the sex stuff in the jokes. Like, he's a clearly a, the scribblings of a madman who yes. is not a smart boy. Yeah. you. I I mean, I really love my Joker with cutting out nudie pics and pasting them. That's my mm-hmm. favorite thing the Joker does for comedy. He's so freaking, he he's that. so freaking cool. Like, he just busts open doors and, like, makes out with his Ozzy Beats. And it's like, yes, this is my Joker. <laughs> yes. I love this. I did not understand what she was all about later in the movie pretending she didn't even know him like that was uh, rude yeah. um spoiler, i've had exes like that before uh, it's been three two three weeks yeah, whatever cares? who cares um uh, it's yeah. uh I, I i love my joker laughing just because he has to not because he finds things funny yeah i like I my joker being um influenced by the trauma of his youth instilled on him by his psychotic mother and his abusive stepfather Um, instead of like like just uh, just a a fun character (laughs) that is in Batman stories. 
<laughs> I I love my Joker only if Batman is not around. Get rid of the dead weight. So, we we don't need the good uh, smart detective man. My favorite thing about supervillains is when they're in the real world and there aren't any heroes yet. <laughs> it reminds me of the actual world in which I live. Yeah. Um. So there's a part in this movie that's in the trailers that uh-huh. I absolutely love where he's on stage and he says, like, when I was a boy and I told people I was going to be a comedian, uh, everyone laughed at me. Well, no one's laughing now. And Robert De Niro's delivery and everything about the way he says, you can say that again, pal. It's just really funny. It's just a good bit. <laughs> I, just like I don't know. Th- th- that, that, like... We're supposed that to feel sorry section. for him there, but like I don't know, I, I just think it's very well, funny. but but also that section is how I feel about the movie is like, <laughs> like saying like, yeah, everybody was gonna laugh, but they're not laughing now. Uh-huh. They're taking it seriously, and it's mm. like, yeah, but I don't want that. Yeah, I don't know. It, hey, here's the thing, we we've been doing bits the whole time. Yeah. Joker's fine. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's I like it's it. kind of boring. It's good. I, I think it. I think it's like you know not great. I don't think it's great. I, I definitely great. don't think it's great. I think it's good. I think it's a good movie. I've heard the the, the word masterpiece being thrown around. I disagree with pretty yeah. strongly. But then the... the Wait, like, who's throwing it's an abomination around? Of, uh, no, there are people. Few people. Michael um, Moore is one of them. Wow, interesting. Um, yeah. So let me ask you yeah. this, though. Joaquin, probably going to get an Oscar nomination. Sure. Probably. Probably. Right? I'd be surprised Does, if he didn't, honestly. Does this movie get a Best Picture nomination? No. Slash, will no. we be annoyed if it does? Yes. Uh, I'll be... Yes. Cody will. I'll be more f- fascinated than annoyed. It'll be just one I'll of those, like... intrigued. But here's yeah. here's my take. I think that the Oscars has, like, nominated a superhero movie. So now they're like, all right, we did one. No more. Well, but can you, like, can you imagine how kind of gross the internet could be when it's like, oh... So they'll nominate Black Panther, but they're not going to nominate Joker. Yeah, well, uh-huh. hey, guess what? We see how it is. The internet is gross. But, but no, I know, but... Then uh, people people are going to be, regardless of if it gets a nomination or not, people are going to be annoying about the Joker. No, I mean, they were um, annoying before it came out. Like, yeah. yes, fair enough, fair enough. People have been annoying about the Heath Ledger one forever. And yeah, that and that's really like an amazing performance, an amazing movie. But like, I'm annoyed at The Dark Knight because of the reaction to it. It's like annoying that I have to be annoyed about a really good movie. Yeah, no, I feel you. That's how yeah. I live my life. But <laughs> yeah, so um, I mean, and it doesn't matter because Cats will win Best Picture. But yes, obviously. I just didn't. I just didn't know how you guys like felt about its award chances. But I would say we think it's a best picture recommends mostly for mostly the performance. For the performance, yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah, um, Chad, what did you see at the Megaplex? Uh, it's interesting you ask that after we just got done talking about Joker, who notoriously has a long dick. Well, does, I saw the death canon? of Dick Long. <laughs> okay, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, that was probably nothing. It, I mean, here's the thing. It is nothing. Yeah, it's, but well, go for here's it. a, it's something. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, it's Tell us about this thing. movie so that Cody ha- has already said he's not going to watch, but that yeah. doesn't mean other people shouldn't watch it. Um, well, it's in my top five of the year. I think top three of the year. I can't remember where I put it, but uh, it's incredible. Um, as someone who like grew up in the South in a pretty small town, it just like very much hit close to home. 
it's setting is just its sense of setting is like so strong, but not like overbearing at the same way. It just gives it this mm-hmm. like interesting specificity. But that's just the backdrop. Uh, what it's about is like these two guys covering up the mysterious circumstances. Yeah, I don't think you spoil this of, one because not many people will have had the chance. To yeah, see this one. yeah, I'm not gonna like say the specifics, okay. but there's very like in the first five minutes of the movie, you sense that their friend is dead. Uh, and they try to drop him off at the hospital and then sort of cover up the events of the night that uh, led to it from like anyone finding out about it. Um, it's very suspenseful. It's absolutely hysterical, hilarious. Uh, it pulls on like the humor of uncomfortable situations in a similar way to like the Cohen brothers do a little more dark. Um, but it's 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 hilarious and it's suspenseful. It's like right up my alley of like what I really like in a movie. It very much reminded me of Fargo, of like the idiots in over their heads involved in like a crime thing. Um, uh, also reminded me of Super Dark Times, um, a movie we talked about on one of our pickies, yes. I guess like two years yeah. ago now. Mm-hmm. Um, but a really, really good movie just about kids in over their heads because of like an accidental death. Um, so yeah. Uh- yeah, I don't know. I've been a little bit hesitant to see it because I know some things about it and mm. I don't know how much I will personally love it. So we'll see. I get there's a chance that I do finally cave and see it. But what will probably happen is I will wait for Mark to see it and then I will feel like I have to see it because I will be the only one who hasn't. Mm. But if Mark never gets around to watching it, then I won't feel like I'm the only one who hasn't seen it. I w- and, it's but, something that I'm interested to see. There, I I feel like I'm already way behind on movies this year. Um, gotcha. But I mean, it, this it, one, like, I mean, it just came out in like select theaters, so like, there's still a chance it gets a wider yeah. release. I don't know. I haven't really looked at I how would, it did in the select cities, but I think I would be surprised if it did. But I'd be yeah. unpleasantly surprised. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it was at a film festival. Me and Mark were yeah. at, but we didn't. Uh, but there are God, other movies that just makes me at upset. that same festival. Well, it was also very late at night. Uh, yes, and I was watching mm-hmm. a different movie at the time, and uh, I regret it. Was it the movie we hated? Yep. There's a chance it was. It, it fully Oops. was. Uh, so yeah. w- one last thought on this movie, uh, just like its choices and soundtrack are pretty interesting. Cause it's about these like white trash Southern guys who, you know, they have like a cover band called, uh, pink Freud. It's dumb, but they, they love like uh, Nickelback. And so there's a lot of Nickelback in the soundtrack. Hell yeah. And then Interesting. there's randomly one Avett Brothers song toward the end of the movie. And it's it's the only like non-diegetic soundtrack, I think, in the whole movie where it's like not part of like the world. They're not listening to it through a speaker. It's just sort of like playing for the movie. But it still got me like self-conscious because the Avett Brothers are my favorite band. And like there's not like a Nickelback stigma with them, right? Where like the fans no. are cringy. Okay. It, it's because it's in the South. Yeah. Okay. That's what I yeah. thought. Yeah. Yeah, just wanted to get some clarity on that. Yeah, so so you're saying it has better music than Joker, which has a song from a convicted child oh, uh, pornographer. My, wait, what song? <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know. It's by somebody named Gary Glitter, and I don't actually like know the song. I think it's the one where he's dancing on the stairs. The hey, um, the dun, 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 dun. I I don't know. Hey, for sure. yeah, yeah, because that's because the name of that song. The name of that song is actually like rock and roll something, isn't it? So, uh, something like that. I don't know. Um, that Yeah, that's the one then. That, well, that plays soundtrack. in football stadiums. Yeah. It does. Shit. That soundtrack 
uh, choice is one of the most egregious choices in cinema of this year. It's uh, it's, it's the... one of two from terrible. It's one of two terrible song choices in R-rated films released by Warner Brothers in the past month. Because uh, the other one is an it when it's oh call me angel. Yeah, that's like makes it's no bad. narrative sense. And this one, no. it's just like the mo- the least interesting choice you could possibly have. I think it's because that imagery of him dancing on the stairs was so closely tied to like the score in the trailer, and it was like mm. more interesting there. And well, then and just, it was to smile, right? Like yeah, it was yeah. To the, it was like yeah. the the different version of smile. Um, yeah. It, and it, then, I feel like that scene had like a Twitter that was like you know Joker dancing to songs. Um, yeah, the, and the, that's, there was. Yeah, that, that's what it felt like. Um, yeah, and the choice of hey was just like the most obvious, just sort of dumb, just like celebration. I don't know. It's the least interesting song you can. Um, the song is called that. Rock and Roll Part Two. Yeah, is this it? Yeah, yeah that's it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's it. I mean, yeah, I was, that's from. I was singing it already so well i just wanted to make sure that it was the one i was talking about and it was the artist i thought about yes this person got in trouble for child pornography and like sexual assault yeah and all of that stuff we and should, it's okay. been known so since the 80s and he's been convicted <laughs> and Todd phillips was like yep sure that um, song uh, that song is also the reason that football this games. podcast this is the last episode of this podcast because we played uh rock and roll by gary glitter and got sued so I played four seconds of it. It's we too legally much. can't get sued. It's too also, much. he's in prison. Um, you can sue people from prison, right? I guess you can. We're not getting sued. No. Whatever. Like, um, I, and it's muffled enough that no detection is going to be picked up, and no one's going to send this off to the guy who's in prison. No. Um, um, you're right. It's I didn't realize that was the song, and I've heard that song millions of times and never knew who did yeah, it? You usually hear a "Hey, go Tigers!" Yeah, yeah or and, like um, a "Go Blue Devils!" Yeah, like yeah. M- m- seriously, it's strange that we never examine that as a song. Yeah. I always imagine it was just one of those like sports jams See, that had like no context. It's very like, much my a- little sister is a cheerleader and probably dances to it every week. Yeah, <laughs> like honest, it is very much a That's jock strange. jam. I think huh. it's even on the jock jam album. Uh, probably, yeah, but. I used to listen to Oli's radio as a kid and it would just come on and I'd be like, Oh, okay. Strange. Oh, this has one word and it's, Hey, yeah. It's just weird that that song has always just existed void of any context. Here's the thing. Uh, kind of a banger. Yeah. Here's the thing. I think it's it's bad in that. I think it's bad in that scene. Yeah. I think it's oh, real yeah, it's bad. Very in that the scene. least interesting song you could possibly choose. It just He's not even really dancing nothing. on beat to it. No. No, not at all. You can tell that it was an after the fact choice. Mm-hmm. And you can also like it, it it's not a song that feels uh like congruent with any other songs featured in the movie. Nope. It's cuz it's very modern and everything else in the movie has a more Even though that song is like from the 70s right. Uh, I guess but, you're right. Yeah, but it still doesn't feel right. I no. Um, uh, well, Cody, right. what have you seen in the so Netflix? That's Death of Dick Long, I guess. We're just yeah. gonna accidentally well, I, keep coming I don't, back to jokes. Man. I don't want to give too much away about that movie, I, other than right. just like absolutely see it. It's uncomfortable, and so if you get like stressed out in movies, maybe don't see it. But right. uh, if you're if you like good movies, go see it. Um, so I have two, so that's a best pictures recommend. Cody, what have you seen in the, I'm 
Well, I was setting you up you. for it. All right. I have I have two best picture recommends as well. One of them is Judy, which is Renee Zellweger um, playing Judy Garland. Um, good, good performance. I think she is probably the one to beat for best actress right now. I think the movie as a whole is kind of fine. You know, biopics are iffy most of the time. I think this one does a really good job, though, of not doing the Bohemian Rhapsody um, in multiple ways because, A, (laughs) she is seemingly actually singing, um, which is a novel concept. (laughs) And second, it's, it's about a very focused point in her life like very focused it's like her last so it's not quite her death but it's about five or six months before her death and it's kind of her last big spot of success even though it starts to tumble and fade away from her does it uh show any flashbacks or is it all present day so so it does show it does show flashbacks of Judy like in the studio system and what she had to do but it's all flashbacks that like pertain to what's happening or like leads it like helps you understand so it's not like I just I'm just no longer interested in a biopic that starts from their birth to their death and goes chronologically at least give me some flair which this one did it still felt you know kind of traditionally biopic-y but um I think the, it's a movie built around a performance and the performance is wonderful. Um, we talked about Renee Zellweger last week in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, she's so good in this. I truly don't know much about Judy Garland other than the wizard of Oz stuff. That's just a yeah. blind spot that I don't really know that much. So I can't like speak to a hundred percent if she feels, you know, exactly like Judy. Does she talk like Judy, etc.? But I think it's just a, fully realized character and it's a good performance and like you you understand the whole thing so like it's worth seeing like i'm not saying the movie is the most perfect of the year like it's not but i think it i mean i think it's really worth seeing so i'd watch it what else um the other one is abominable which is from (coughs) dreamworks yes they're back after truly kind of being not the uh, juggernaut of what are you talking about they had like how to train your dragon 3 like last year right mm. yeah well how to train your dragon is tricky literally every single one of those movies had a different studio and distributor oh um, yeah, oh yeah weird. you've been on this soapbox before yeah. Yeah, yeah um they did they had trolls which was kind of big but it used to be like people were like well you know dreamworks and disney they're like mm-hmm. neck and neck for which one has the best animated movies i don't that's not the case anymore no um but they're, abominable's they're, good yeah abominable's good it's also this studio name uh called pearl which i do believe is a chinese uh animation studio um really well made i know that the trailer uh kind of looks like you know stereotypical kids it movies looks like and the obvious jokes like a lot of a lot of funny butts and like farts and stuff and there definitely is that stuff in it like it, at the end of the day it is like a kids uh, yeah. dreamworks movie but what kind of was interesting to me is it has a real sense of place um it, it takes place somewhere in china um not entirely sure but the in the city area and then they go to some of the 
um, more rural areas. And it just has a really good sense of place, but also they use animation and like camera techniques in it that like were actually truly well done. And I was very like impressed with a lot of like, it's incredibly well animated. Like Mm -hmm. I was very impressed with the animation. I thought based on the trailer, it was going to be cheap ass animation. It kind of looks like it in the trailer. The movie is incredible. Like, I think it's so well animated. That's surprising. Cause I, when I saw you rated it high enough to like be a best picture contender, I thought that was going to be 100% story. And like zero percent animation because the animation does look ugly to me in the trailer. It looks I, basic I think to me. Yeah, I think you get, both would actually be a little surprised. Cool. I mean, it is still basic to some degree because it's kind of got that CGI style. Yeah, but they're they truly like employ some very interesting animation techniques in it. So and like w- camera movements and stuff. What and like, uh, what is the best 3D animated abominable snowman movie of the last it's this two one. years? This one better it than Smallfoot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Better like than Missing Link. Uh yes. Which is the other Missing, uh right. it's not abominable snowman, but it is uh Bigfoot. Big yeah. Bigfoot. Yeah. Um Bigfoot's made by Leica, so there is some kind of the impressiveness of um, stop motion. You know, the stop motion, but the that story didn't like. I don't know. I got bored by that one it, for some reason. That one just didn't click with me. Gotcha. This one is really good. There's there's a heart to it, kind of like an obvious heart, but sure. still good. And like you know, it follows the the model that the movie we're going to talk about today follows, Hmm. you know, find a creature, try to take it back where it goes, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Learn about yourself and the creature as you go. Um, But yeah, no, I mean, I, I think it's a movie that people are going to very much sleep on, but um, I don't know. I think they shouldn't. It's a good animated movie and worth watching. So yeah, let's uh let, let's hop into the movie for this week. We are talking about Lilo and Stitch, the 2002 Disney animated hand drawn film. Um, uh, so right boys. there, as you get into it, I'm gonna put a note down. I'm gonna put in the um, Lilo and Stitch the series uh, theme song, just because it felt like an appropriate. It's gonna swell. It's gonna be nice. Just trust me. What theme song? My oh my. Is that the TV show theme song? Yep. <laughs> it's very good. Literally. Oh, I might have watched a couple of of that. Um, okay. So we're talking about Lilo and Stitch. Have you boys seen this much before? <laughs> have I ever? Uh, yes, I saw this movie many, many, many times. This was a heavy rotation DVD in the Oliver home. Um, yep. I've, also in the Lunsford home. I've got two Lilo and Stitch hats, one of which I'm wearing right now as we record the episode. I've got some uh-huh. Stitch socks. I've got a Stitch keychain. He's the most important Disney character in my heart. I love it. In him. your heart. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad you dismounted like that because I'm like, oh, right, I mean, if, really if you're talking about, if you're, if you're talking about cultural importance, <laughs> sure. Mickey can, he's more of an icon. Stitch. Well, no, here's the thing. No joke. No okay. joke. And we'll okay. get to Mark in a second. But I was thinking about this because as I want to do, I think about Disney shit a, a lot, right? Yeah. Uh, um, so I'm like, who who are the icons of Disney in 2019? Like, who are the our big people when you think of Disney? I think it is Mickey. 
Yeah. Undoubtedly. Mm-hmm. I think Donald. Yeah. I think Goofy. Like, I think I think you're a holy trinity. I think, I think that people... Okay, that's, the, that's the most boring thing you could have said. Wait, I think I'm that people done. recognize Minnie, but she's not necessary because she's just yeah, another mouse. Okay, Minnie Mouse is... You take Mickey Mouse and you put a bow in her hair, and that's all she is. But but no, I do think Minnie is recognized pretty high up there, and then Daisy right. as well, but she's okay, lesser. You but, are I, but I think stretching those, it with Daisy. And, and, the, and Pluto. Like, the, your core six, I think, still kind of exists, right? And then I'm like, okay, so who outside of that like main group is considered when you think of Disney? I think I've got the number one. Well, Simba. I think so, the number one is Simba. See, I disagree with you. I'm not yeah. counting Pixar because I think if you count Pixar, oh, it gets a little counting... swayed, and then Buzz and Woody well, count. The, the princesses are like a whole other thing. No, I'm not. And I truly don't think they're as huge as tied for next. I do think it is Winnie the Pooh and Stitch. Equal playing field. Um, I really was, think they're... I, well, okay, never mind. I was going to uh, say that Pooh doesn't... Well, no. When did when did Disney buy Pooh? It was pretty late, right? I mean, in the 70s. But they like they bought Pooh after Pooh was popular. I mean, n- nowhere near the level of popularity. The The cartoons or anything did not exist okay. before Disney bought Okay. Them. Like the Disney has always owned the cartoon and th- that iteration of Pooh. Yeah, but it's not like it's not like Darth Vader where it was already a thing. Exactly. Right. Yes, Disney like arguably made it the big. The yellow, it's, the yellow Pooh with the red shirt that we know is the Disney Pooh. Exactly. Yes. Um, and it's like the third highest like media like yeah. entity uh, or media like brand I don't know I don't know that Winnie Stitch is even that high No, up. I think he is. He's when you go to the parks, when you go to Disney Springs, it is Stitch. Like there is a Mickey and there is a Stitch who's on top of it. What, what like, is Disney I think, Springs? Huh? What is Disney Springs? Pardon my ignorance. It, Disney Springs is downtown Disney. Disney. Oh, Come okay, on, so. chat. I know that. Yeah, hey, on. I hadn't <laughs> been to Disney World since I was like in 4th grade. You really need to go back. Chad, it is actually embarrassing that I know that Disney World fact and you who live in Los Angeles do not. I'm a Disneyland boy. I'm not a Disney World boy. Yeah. I'm neither. It's still downtown Disney. I'm I'm hardly a Disney boy and I knew that. All right. I mean, as in like Disney parks and attractions. I am a Disney. I really. I don't hate Disney. I, I really need us all three to go to the parks, truly. I think it would be fascinating to go with you guys because you are giant nerds like me. Look, and even if I, you're not as nerdy into the like specific Disney stuff, yeah. I think you will still be like, oh my God. No, anyway. Going through California Adventure, I still need to go to Disneyland proper. I've only been to California Adventure. What the fuck? Yes, you do, because that's where the classic shit is. Like, you and need to go to Haunted now, anyway. it, now it's where the Star Wars stuff is. Galaxy's uh, Edge, which yeah, my Galaxy's family Edge. has been to, but I have not. Yeah, I need to go. Uh, anyway. But... I was a giddy Stitch little... is that huge. I yes. think Stitch is that huge. Okay. Okay. Fair. I really do. So, Mark, what's, um, what's your personal experience? I think experience the TV show, Stitch. all of that stuff. Yeah, sorry. Mark, what is what is your experience? I've never seen it. Go ahead. Keep going. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so, how did it miss you? I truly don't know, because I was trying to think, like, d- were my parents anti-Stitch? Because he is I don't, a bit he, of an asshole. He is naughty. My parents tend to have a thing about characters that are assholes and i and i think part of it is like well they don't want me to like you know want to be a bad person right. uh, but right. i was thinking that they would just also behaving. like got a you know probably got annoyed by stitch which is fair yeah. he's um, got an annoying little voice but i love it i i think that the 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 real killer 
is that my brother watched it at a sleepover, so he was no longer begging to watch it, and I was always like, eh. I mean, I mean, as in, like, I had no, like, motivation to go and seek it out on my own. Um, oh, okay. It's just was, fascinating that you have been one of my best friends for... Mm, I'm doing mental math in my head. Mm-hmm. Seven years sure. at yeah. this point. And it just never came on when we were hanging out. Like, it uh, yeah. truly is yeah, There's a bunch, Actually, most of Cody's favorites, mo- favorite movies I've never watched with him. E.T., so Lion strange. King, Stitch, we've never watched together. Gosh, That's so freaking, weird because I've like gone and seen Stitch. Lion King in theaters with other of our friends. It just somehow like yeah, I don't you, know. Uh, it never lined up. Um, wow. I, I know I went on my whole soapbox on how much I love Stitch, but I, I can't stress enough how much I fucking love Stitch. <laughs> He's like my favorite little He's good. boy ever. <laughs> I, God, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I love this movie. I love that boy, that little blue boy. They, the design on him is incredible because it, he's mm-hmm. both extremely cute for the viewer, but believable that all the c- characters who are like disgusted with him would be disgusted with him in that reality. Like he's believably like ugly and cute at the same time. I don't know. It's yeah, really, I think it's, it's, yeah. It's really I was really surprised watching this movie because I think I must have seen you know episodes of the TV show, mm-hmm. but I was surprised watching this movie how like he just stays a bad boy for a long time. Yeah, yeah, he's bad for a lot of. I mean, that. he's programmed to be a destructive monster. <laughs> I love that he like watches the clips of the old movie of like the spider mm-hmm. destroying the town, and then he replicates it later. Yeah, I love that Stitch learns like I do, and it's through media. Uh-huh. Like he learns <laughs> from the movie, and then he learns from a book about the ugly duckling and like family, yeah. and then learns music from Elvis Presley. He like really learns from the three like big pieces of media. That's yeah, 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 it's incredible. Um, the Elvis music is so fun throughout. It's just. Yep. Oh, that's fantastic. You want to walk us through the plot a little bit so we can just dive a little bit? Yeah, deeper? so yeah. then we can just start talking Have about Have an unfiltered conversation, yeah. Yeah, so Stitch is an alien experiment, and he crash lands in Hawaii. And while trying to hide, he gets adopted by Lilo, a troubled six-year-old, I'm not entirely sure about her age, um, who is under threat of being taken away from her guardian, her sister, by social worker Cobra Bubbles. Stitch learns how to be a better alien and about Ohana, all while being pursued by Jumba and Pleakley. The Galactic Federation steps in, leading to Lilo accidentally being kidnapped and then rescued by Stitch. After a moving speech and a proof of purchase from Lilo, <laughs> Stitch is allowed to stay with his new family. Yeah. Um, I don't know how well that proof of purchase would work, like, galactically. <laughs> It seemed to work. They hey, love walls. A, they got a stamp of approval. <laughs> but like if All I steal something from France and I bring it over here and then I sell it to you and you get a receipt, does France get it back? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't know how Maybe. laws work, I but I don't I, think, I don't know how laws work, but I, I, think I you, definitely don't know how space. You have laws to work. make the judgment call and these aliens, the Galactic Federation, they at the end of the day wanted Sitch to stay with the family. They were just following orders, following law. And so yeah. when they found a loophole, they were like, eh, let's go with the loophole. And there was part of them that was like, uh, this, these idiots are going to be a headache. So like, they didn't <laughs> want him necessarily. Yeah. Now, here's my other question. I don't save very many receipts. I would have been fucked in this situation. Like, yeah, I, when that happened, I was like, wait, where are my cat's papers? Do <laughs> yeah. I own my cat? 
<laughs> you here's the thing, Mark probably doesn't own his cat. I might not I own my cat. Definitely don't own my cat. At this point I, it's very plausible that my cat might own me. I yeah. picked up my cats from a parking lot and brought them inside. Like that's yeah. I don't have any paperwork. If they were yeah. secretly aliens, I would have no way of keeping them. I have paperwork for both of my cats because I am responsible. Hmm. Um, I mean, I've taken them to the vet. I guess I have vet papers. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't that, know. Those, those would count. Anyway. Cool. Yeah. Um, but galactically, movie, would those count? Yeah. See, I don't know no where those seal. are. Right. Um, this movie rules. Yes. Stitch is good. They're surfing in this movie. I love every character in this movie, which is a like is mm-hmm. not commonly the case. Um, there's normally like one. Where I would I'm like, say eh, fine. Gantu is probably my least favorite character, and he's fine. He's I don't yeah, dislike him. He's just kind of fine. The, the big boy, big whale who works for the Federation, big bad boy. Okay, yeah, yeah. I like uh, Gantu more because I've seen so many episodes of the TV show. Yeah, and he, he was becomes, a, he was a bigger deal than that. Yeah. Now I watched the show a lot. Hold on, as a kid. What the, all the shows. The show's all going to be on Disney Plus, isn't it? <gasps> Probably. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh my God. I, uh, I feel like I know these characters de- like from Disney, from that TV show more, which made watching the movie a little bit weird. But it was also, yeah. like, I also haven't watched those that show in a while. But I remember being like, oh, oh, weird. So it's just like bad. Oh, and this guy created them? And now he's yeah. hunting him? Like, okay. That's the dynamic, I guess. Yeah, the, yeah. the show's like relatively solid, and then there. What's fascinating about the Lilo and Stitch franchise is there's like, there's a spinoff movie called Stitch the Movie, and then Leroy and Stitch, and then the TV series. Those basically go together. Yeah, like then, one's a ser- series premiere, one's a series finale, essentially. It, yes, yeah. but there's um, also like an anime, right? Well, uh, we haven't even got there yet. Wait, there's there's what? also Lilo. Yes, there's also Lilo and Stitch to Stitch has yeah, a glitch, which is this. the greatest direct to DVD Disney movie. I haven't watched them all yet, but I've seen a lot of them. And as of now, that one, like, it makes me cry. Like, I think it's actually like a good movie. That's um, it it it's good. Stitch the movie and Leroy and Stitch are not the best, but they're fun, <laughs> like the TV show. Then yes. There is an anime um, that is he like Lilo grows up and he goes to live with another girl. There's something like that. Like in Japan. There's like and then there's a third series that I believe is a Chinese series. Yeah. What? There's like so many. Yes. Are all of these going to be on Lilo on the Disney Plus? I know that uh, that an- yes, I actually I do think they are every single uh, one. Of, okay, I've never heard of these other ones. Yeah, I just uh, saw them on Wikipedia today. Incredible. So they, uh, so there was Lilo and Stitch the series. Then there is the TV show Stitch exclamation mark, and that's the Japanese anime one, um, and that is about the one where he. Um, yeah, he he meets a girl named Yuna, um, and then there's Stitch and AI. I think the name is I or something like that. I don't know how to pronounce it. And that is that is essentially a different version of Lilo and Stitch the series because it's Lilo still and it's still you know her sister and David and Pleakley and Jumba. Um, yeah, I think 
Stitch and I are going to that one's going to be on Disney Plus and I think Stitch exclamation mark is. Here's what's crazy about all of those. They're all canonical. Like there is a cron like chronology. Like a chronology. Crazy. Where so they it's not all just fit like together. a reboot. No. Stitch and I takes place after the series but before the anime. The anime is like the last thing. That's um, weird. Yeah, that's crazy. Weird. Oh, I mean, I'm gonna watch all of these on Disney Plus, just like I'm gonna watch the like fucking British 101 Dalmatian show and the fucking um, Three Caballeros show that's from somewhere random. What? Like I didn't now know that, that they're existed. putting, they they're in different countries, but now that they're on Disney Plus, they're just gonna release them for every country, crazy. which is gonna be kind of is cool. the okay. is the British 101 Dalmatians kind of like the Romanovs, where like each episode is focusing on a different Dalmatian in a different part of the world after they've been adopted. <laughs> Honestly, that would be cool, and that basically <laughs> is what Stitch the series is, oh, because it's about the six hundred and twenty. Oh yeah, five, yeah, seven other. Oh, um, well, experiments, six, I guess, right? No, because they go up to like twenty eight or twenty nine. Oh, okay. Um, like they go past Stitch. Yeah, yeah, they go past Stitch. Um. Sorry, now I'm distracted. There was a 101 Dalmatian show in the 90s, but now there's a new one. Oh, it's called 101 Dalmatian Street. Oh, is it even about the dogs? Uh, yeah, it's about the dogs. That's what I thought. I'm looking okay, at the poster. Making sure. I don't know. I'm getting distracted. I love cartoons. Yeah, we I should watched probably, DuckTales before I recorded this. I do want to get back to like the movie, away from like the big franchise and back to like this specific movie and like what works yes. so well about this. Um, right, because obviously it works so well. Like It's yeah. in many different countries. Stitch is huge globally. Yeah. I think it's kids relate to being a shithead yeah like that sounds like, like i'm trying to be funny but like no, it, but i think it's relate they, to being bad and like mm-hmm. why am i bad why is this bad i don't understand why it's bad. i think so i often, think that there is definitely a moment as a kid where hopefully you realize that like there are people that are gonna love you even if you're bad but mm-hmm. they it would be easier for them if you were not bad so yeah. you stop being bad I think well, that like that's the, yeah. that is something that is not depicted all that like this uh, clearly in film, but also like Lilo yeah. is going through the opposite where she's learning how to be like, I uh, wish you weren't a shithead, but I'm not gonna like leave you behind. But like, mm-hmm. boy, I wish but, you were well, a shithead. Well, so it's like well, showing so you both ends of that. that difficult for yes. her sister. And, That's and the like, key. Yeah. Yeah. She is so, Lilo was bad before Stitch came. Mm-hmm. And he like it's basically Lilo learning how to understand Nani, right? Like it's yeah. Lilo being put into that position, but for Stitch. Yeah. yeah. And like and that's a all, cool. Arc. So I did not expect myself because I honestly rewatched this movie kind of recently before the podcast. Like yeah, it was, me too. within the last like two years. And then I me watched too. it again last night. Did not expect myself to be crying from like the beginning of this movie. Uh, the space stuff is just fun when it's just stitched. love it's, the cold open. Like it's, it's cool. long too. Yeah. The movie's like only eighty two minutes, and we still spend a lot of time there. On just and the world stitch, building is yeah. good. Like it's um, it's good. Yeah, it's it's and then and then we cut to Hawaii and Lilo, and she's like you know late for her dance class she doesn't want to be told she doesn't want her sister to find out about it she fights the other girls and then she just like 
you know, is sulking and is moody at home and just everything about her as a character, I just believe is like a little kid who's gone through some trauma, who's like lost her parents, who yeah. is confused about like her place in the world, who, you know, she misbehaves all the time and doesn't really understand why she does the things she does. Um, but then later she definitely gets some clarity on it whenever she sees the same behaviors in stitch. Um, right. I just, I, I love this depiction. Well, I like of this no girl. children that I want to watch this show or this yeah. movie, so I can yeah. be like, "It's look, watch, learn, yeah. <laughs> right? Figure it, figure I, your shit out." I'm gonna <laughs> give you 82 minutes to figure your shit out. Maybe one of the greatest kid performances of all time, like voiceover wise, like yeah. such a good voiceover performance yeah. from mm-hmm. everyone involved. But and I think Davy Chase, who was in Spirited Away, she's our BB yeah. alumni, as is Michael Clark Duncan. Uh, As is Dave, no, David Ogden, no, no, Ogden not Spears. Michael Clark, not Michael Clark Dun- Duncan, Ving, Ving Rhames. Um, or I don't. Who is Ving Rhames? In he's he's Cobra Bubbles, and he is in Pulp Fiction. Okay, no, but David Ogden Steers is in Spirited Away as well, I think. And who was that? Um, Jumbo. Le- Lilo and Stitch. Oh, gotcha. Um. Yeah, I don't know why I got those two actors confused. Uh, it's because okay, their voices yeah. are very similar. Yeah, they like the the like very deep kind of yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, it, on top of just the vocal performance out of um, Lilo, just the way she was written too. Like she says, she's she's written so funny. really well to be like that weird kid. Like Stitch will yes. do something weird and she'll be like, he's perfect. Or just like her fascination <laughs> with like the the pictures of the fat people on her wall. She's like, right. aren't they yes. beautiful? And her in, when when they're buying Stitch and she insists, like, I want to be the one to buy him. And then, right, I don't. The, the, can I the, borrow two dollars? It's Lilo so is cute. Like, it's it's. It's the difference from like a lot of early 2090s kid, 90 kid stuff mm-hmm. where they portrayed the kid like, what if the kid was an asshole and just was an right. asshole, was just like a snarky douche. Whereas like Lilo like is bad a lot, mm-hmm. but she's never like trying to be mean. It's yeah. never mean spirit. Lilo is just like a weird kid. In she's a way that doesn't weird. like fit any molds in any way. Like mm. she like is feeding a PB and J to a fish. Like literally, <laughs> yeah. when you meet her, she's feeding a PB and J. But Nani tried to feed it tuna fish, and yeah, yeah and uh, that's not cool. Do you know like, what tuna uh, is? <laughs> that the whole, whole segment where she's so like specific. losing her mind is so yeah. funny. Yes, it's so specific, but like unique. It's like it's specific because yeah. you're like, okay, I know kids do things like this, but it's still so like one of a kind where it's like, yeah, mm-hmm. but she's still her own thing. I, I love like, I feel she like goes the fact on that whole tirade and the, the teacher's like, okay, but why? And she's like, oh, but it's cause he controls the weather. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> yeah. I, oh, I feel like gosh. the fact that they, they set this one in Hawaii, let them kind of be like, oh, we're just like, this is not a normal Disney movie where it's like set in like white, like mm-hmm. m- middle middle ages or not middle ages Europe, but like you know, like yeah, like Hunchback of Heard of Notre Dame, Beauty and the Beast Europe, or mm, like right. the America of like uh, I'm blanking. On, I mean, no, but the know. thing is, they, you're they, right. they thought about setting this in Kansas at first because you needed like mm, an open nope. space, but then right. they're like, now let's put it in Hawaii, and they went to Hawaii and they learned about Ahana. Uh, yeah. 
and Gosh, then they made Lilo Hawaii and Stitch. Was the it, right choice. It was. It's so good. And this is uh, one of the factoids I saw. Since then, it's been a little different, but it's only one of like eight Disney movies that's set in the present day as of release. Like like straight uh, Disney animation? Yeah. Oh, wow. That's yeah, all right. That, w- that was released because most... I think there's Oliver and Company was one of them. Okay. Uh, where Fox does, and the Where Hound, does something maybe. like Zootopia fit into that? Because so is, they don't really count I don't those. Know. Yeah, that's it's hard. like present day. They have like smartphones and FaceTime and stuff. It's a big city, but it's also I mean a that's fictional close. world. Um, they probably they they probably count that one, but like Wreck It Ralph is present day, and you can tell because it mm-hmm. shows like the human world stuff and apps yeah. and stuff and apps and stuff. Yeah, I would um, actually say that Wreck It Ralph two is and Wreck It Ralph one is not. That's my hot take. Yeah, Ooh, I think you're, you're probably right about that. Because like, Wreck-It Ralph two is all about the death of the arcade, and uh, but I thought it was already like essentially dead in the first one. I well, I so. mean, it f- felt like it was starting to die in the first one. Anyway, yeah. anyway, Ralph um, is ageless and immortal. Not immortal. Right. He is mortal, but he is also ageless. Um, he could always well, get he's immortal if he's in his own game. It's only when he... Yes. <laughs> anyway. Right. Um, and he, so, his game could always get unplugged, and that would m- kill him, too. You know, it's actually fascinating that we're talking about Wreck-It Ralph, and it came up naturally, mm-hmm. because there is a rumor that the Stitch Great Escape in Disney World, notoriously one of the worst rides. Like, it pisses me off Lilo and Stitch is so good and has a good presence in the park, yet yeah. has... The worst ride. They, I have been in that ride like a maybe Buzz five Lightyear times. Star Command esque ride for Stitch. Do a Hawaiian roller coaster ride. I don't know. It's yeah, kind of easy. Surfing, surfing <laughs> with Stitch. Replace all the racist stuff in Splash Mountain with Stitch, and then you're set. That's actually fine. Yeah, but you can't get rid of Splash Mountain. You can, um, and you probably should at this point. <laughs> you can't. Is the thing you can. Splash uh, Mountain I, is the one from uh, Song of the South, technically, but yeah, nobody but really knows that. But and I don't think that. I mean, Song of the South is racist. I don't know if that story itself is racist. It. it, it the thing is, it's like Haunted Mansion, and it's a small world at this point. Like it will not ever be taken down. Yeah. But yes, they need to do something different <laughs> with Stitch because that <laughs> Stitch Great Escape ride was yeah. one of the worst things I've ever done. But there is a rumor that that is going to be like fitted and redone. As like a Wreck-It Ralph thing, which will be cool. Cool. Um, so Why will it's interesting it, that we uh, is it a is it a reskin or is it a no? Full they're gonna like they're gonna they're gonna gut the show building okay, good. and like kind of do okay. Um, yeah, but it's in kind of the Tomorrowland area. Um, my mom, when she was there, said like Tron is like kind of back up to around where that would be, so it would kind of make sense to go from the Tron coaster to Wreck-It Ralph. Um, because yeah, they're both video like, game things. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> here's here's a question about Stitch that I have because I sure, honestly okay. don't know what the answer is for me. I know I love. Is it where where those legs go? Where those legs go exactly? Okay. Yeah. So let's answer this first. Where those le- legs go? He just absorbs them. Okay. Cool. Uh, question number two. What about Stitch makes him so likable? Because like he. Throughout the most of the runtime of the movie, he is just doing bad things and being bad. But I can't help but think he's like adorable and likable the whole time. I don't know the answer to this question. It's because he wants to be good. 
I mean, to me, that, yeah. that that's that's what works. It's like, yes, he's being destructive and stuff like that. But then, like, the first moment I cry in this movie, when he pulls, maybe not the first, but one of the first, when he pulls out the Ugly Duckling book and he starts to kind of get, like, wow, they have what a family. I need is, a family. Yeah. It, it's the longing of feeling like an outsider, which mm-hmm. is a pretty common feeling. Mm-hmm. And it's the longing to feel like you belong as somebody who's weird. Like, those are all elements that, like, I highly identify mm-hmm. with. And uh, that's why. It, it, mm-hmm. It's feeling like an outsider and then ultimately being accepted by somebody who doesn't care that you're a weirdo who, like, gets a little angry. Mm-hmm. Like, And I think that's probably why Stitch is such, like, a character that resonates with so many people is because mm-hmm. it's just, like, he's just a weirdo who no one really understands until he meets the people that understand him. And that's, like, just the mm-hmm. It's a very recognizable feeling, especially for, like, people who are, you know usually kids when they first watch this and that is just a very common feeling for a kid who doesn't feel understood yeah yeah i think lilo and stitch also has like an element which i think is it is present in most of the most perfect disney animated movies where like there's just a hint of melancholy all the way through like even when they're happy there's still a tinge of sadness i mean in this movie specifically it's the pressure Mm -hmm. of the social worker who like this family might not be lasting very much longer like and it's just like they've had such terrible things happen Mm -hmm. to them Mm -hmm. when when lilo tells stitch what happened to her parents like gut punch yeah like it was raining and they went for a drive like it's as simple as that and it's just like Mm -hmm. and god the moment where Lilo says to Stitch, she's like, I'll miss you or something like yeah. when he's deciding to leave. Yeah, like he's I, like, I'm too bad. It was like, I don't want you to go, but you can, but I'll never forget you. But I'll never forget you just like everyone else who has left me. And I just was like, yeah, yeah, that's rough. <laughs> like, yeah, but, See, but not, a... it's, it's rough, but I don't think it's, um, I mean, mm-hmm. I guess it's emotionally manipulative in a way, but not in a negative way. Like that scene just feels real. It feels yeah. earned. Um, from incredible. Me, I started crying from the moment. It was when Nani comes home and Lilo's sulking. And like, it's a scene where the social worker comes and the social worker leaves. And then the scene that ensues after that is mostly like played for laughs. I feel, I remember laughing at it as a kid where they're like yelling at each other. But it's just like you can feel that like you can feel the love that they have for each other, but they're just like letting it out. You can feel that she's frustrated, that she she's just a confused little kid who's just being destructive because it's getting attention and like because she feels invisible, I guess, or not invisible, but like. Well, and then the the uh, come down from that scene where mm -hmm. Nani comes to her room and talks to her. It's it's really good. good. And she like was clearly thinking about the words from their fight the like you wouldn't really trade me for a rabbit would you or something something like that where it's yeah and then she starts crying and, and just like, the way nani that, holds that nani picks her up and she's literally just like a like a ball that her sister yeah. is holding mm-hmm. is just like i don't know it's it's nani, just a, it, this movie is is really really gorgeously animated yeah yes. uh, uh, like watercolor backgrounds watercolor backgrounds uh-huh. are just so great and it, it's They're just cool. perfect there's some weird wonky things where it doesn't quite look like the characters are in the watercolor space just a couple of times but 
for the most part. No, I, I've never noticed, honestly. Yeah. I noticed some of the weird CGI in the space stuff, but that yeah. was just the and era of kind of like mixing it's, it. It's a shame that it was like, it didn't come out like five years earlier where like that wasn't the trend. But mm, I mean, it, it was from 91. They first do it in Beauty and the Beast for Disney stuff. Oh, but I guess you're right. Yeah. yeah. It's, I mean, but it's still mostly gorgeous all the way through. And then, so the just Nani mm. and Lila's relationship and the moment where you think Lila's going to be taken away for sure. Like Cobra said, I'm coming tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And they sit out in that hammock and mm-hmm. Nani sings the lullaby to her. Mm-hmm. Instead, Ooh. just watching <laughs> on, just like longing for that kind of like belonging well and then that song right so if you Mm -hmm. look up like what it means basically it's the lullaby of the lost and the name lilo roughly translates to lost Mm. again tears (laughs) like it's just like i don't know i was i was a I was a kid like that. You know, I wasn't necessarily as show outy and destructive, but I felt weird and out of place and had stuff happen where I didn't feel like I belong. So this movie truly has always like Lion King is the movie that like I watched as a kid over and over again. So I loved it. Lilo and Stitch is the one I watched slightly older, but I saw myself. Mm. And so they both kind of like equally connected to me in ways they're, yeah. It's incredible. I don't know. This is a this is a strange picky because it's so good. It's <laughs> I I it's weird how this podcast has transitioned to talking about from talking about the Razzie winners to just like a movie from the year that we sort of missed. Um this yeah. important to the year. And this year it just like Yeah, we struck gold with this one. I really loved watching this movie again. <laughs> it, it's, it's really good. good. I yeah. I, I I, I want to hear from more from Mark. Like, we're not going to, you know, jack purely nostalgia style completely. But, like, Chad and I saw this ton as a kid. Like, does it still hit as much, I, you I think, think Mark, that it, you as it an adult? still hits all of those emotional beats really, really well. I don't know if the jokes hold up almost yeah. at all. Like, and I think part of it is yeah. because, like, some of these jokes just got, like, rammed down your throat. Like, Blue Punch Buggy yeah, in that specific no, that's voice. That's unfortunate. It yeah. just mm-hmm. destroys me. Every third grader was saying that in that same, or trying to go for that same voice. Yeah, trying to... You, your but, letterboxed review of this ha, was, how, is something like between I, I said that Smeagol between, between and this Stitch. and Smeagol, yeah. like, it was really quite the year for, like, third graders who thinks they can do voices. Yeah, yeah. and I did both of those voices. Oh, me I was too. That I was yeah. good at Gollum, though. Um, uh, but but I think uh-huh. that like Blue Punch Buggy and then like the Merry Christmas, it's not Christmas. Yeah, that, that's, that's that not scene that goes on a bit too long. But I think you know I think it's all fun. You know, it's not necessarily right. like made for like a twenty five year old to watch for the first time and find the funniest thing in the world. Right. Um, I think the Lilo jokes still hold up. The pretty well. Lilo at least is they were making cracking me, me up the whole movie yeah. when yeah. she's on the phone with Cobra and is like. Oh, good. My dog found the chainsaw. Like, that's yeah. fun. Like, that's fun. Because she's just yeah. being weird kid, and weird kid is timeless comedy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think that weird kid holds up. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, like, leave me alone to die. Like, what a millennial ass thing. For, like, for real. Yeah. <laughs> I, she's just laying on the floor. Like, why that, isn't that, that moment of her singing along to that Elvis song just like. She's nailed, like, hammer nailed herself into the room. Yes. And just I'm wants to be left to alone die. to die. Why isn't that a meme? I don't, uh, I, I don't like, know. It's great. I don't know because also, like, it came out in 2002. Uh, like, Lila was roughly, like, six, right? Which means she was born in... 
96, yeah. which is my fiance's age. So, like, Lilo is a millennial. Is <laughs> Absolutely. Like, later millennial. Yeah. yeah. Um, which is, <laughs> imagining Lilo growing up and having a Twitter is quite a funny thought experiment. Just like That's her amazing. random thoughts she has. The uh, yeah. She would definitely have like an Instagram and then also a Tumblr. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And her Instagram is all just like Hawaii shots and it's gorgeous. And Tumblr like is all like movie. Stitch slash fic. The end of this God. movie is full of gorgeous <laughs> watercolors that are supposed to be like gorgeous. the pictures Lilo the has taken through the years. The postcards are incredible. Yeah. And, and yeah. her story is like Stitch doing like a backflip off of like a mountain. Oh my God. Yeah, <laughs> like she did take photos. Like she would be killing it on Instagram. Wait, but wait, on wait, Twitter- wait, wait, wait. Back up, back up, back up. Is this the angle for the live action Lilo and Stitch reboot? Okay, so is we haven't gotten into this forward? yet. So we haven't gotten into this yet. There is a live action remake yeah. happening. Ugh. I don't know what I feel about it because I don't know that Me the, de- either. the design of Stitch works so well in 2D animation. I don't mm. know that you can carry that over to the live action. Pikachu. I, I, I think Detective Pikachu is what convinced me Stitch was going to be fine. I was a little doubtful yeah. before then, but I think it'll be fine. I don't know what the angle of the movie is is which as we've seen this year even from movies that i've enjoyed more than you guys it's not like it necessarily has to have much of an angle it's produced by the aladdin producers so So it's gonna be one of the producers of aladdin let's tell the story again maybe i think we need to see a director first i think the director is going to be really key to it um, because if they announce somebody like interesting, then yeah, yeah. I don't so know. far, they just have producers and a writer. So it's Frankly, very much who's like the writer. Hit uh, me with the writer. Mike Van Ways. They would. Okay. They would what have to hire Taika Waititi. I, he does not have a idea. link on his Wikipedia page. Strange. Yes. Very strange. Huh. Hmm. Weird. I'm going to dive into it further. Okay. I I think cast will be fascinating. Um. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I think it could work. I think the spaceship would fucking rule. It's almost yeah, like give me a stitch. Pre- make, make a stitch no, gotta, prequel where it's just in space. Uh, like no, that'd be you gotta awesome. Have the Hawaii setting. You do. Like, I think if they hire the right DP, it could be. They here. Here's the key. Don't make it like Aladdin. Fucking go to Hawaii and shoot it on location. Yeah. That will make the movie like three stars at least. Yeah. You know, just shooting it on locations. I mean, I don't know if I want to see a whole live action Stitch movie. I do want to see the Hawaii roller coaster ride um, sequence in live action. If they get a good cinematographer and a good director, the movie may be like fine. By the way, that sequence is incredible. And then, like, yeah. Stitch wanting to go back into the water, even though that's supposed to be sort of, it's sort of, like, hinted that that's sort of his weakness is that he can drown. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Jumbo watching him being like, he's changing. Like, why is he going back to the water? I literally don't understand what's happening. Because, like, he right. doesn't understand that Stitch could want to belong to a family. Um, right. It's it's so Man. good. It's I so am good. I'm excited for the announcements around Lilo and Stitch live action to happen. Who knows what the movie yeah. will actually I be? Don't know, but that we will see I it. Am. It seems um, like uh, not a lot is actually happening on it. I wouldn't be surprised if if remakes uh, 
you know, drop off at certain at some point. They're going to slow down. We're never going to have three, four in one year. Well, I guess you could argue five with Maleficent. We're never going to have five in one year ever again. Like, um, yeah. that is never going to happen. I, but I would wager that Stitch is probably close to the top of the chopping block. No. This is the most popular of a certain area. Yes, era. but it also has the least like actual movement in actually getting it made. I don't know. I think it's I think it's next. So I think like we have Mulan is already almost finished. Cruella is about to finish. Then you've got Lila or Little Mermaid. I think Lila and Stitch is right after that. Jeez. It's just two years away and Disney plays stuff close to the chest now. Give me a Ratatouille um, live action remake. I want to see the, the rat's little hands cooking the mm-hmm. meal, getting their hands like actual in the food. Yeah. Yeah. I just I, I think us having five in one year will never happen again. And I think, I think it'll probably uh, be the market will be better for it. I think I think so too. Yeah. I think these li- the problem with the live action remakes is they try to rush too many of them out I'm all at once. Exhausted with them because I haven't liked I liked The Lion King the best of them just yeah. because it was like I liked a, Aladdin the best. It was a visual like treat to like see Right. What they were You'll able probably to do like Lady and, and the Tramp fine, actually. I don't think I will. That trailer I, boy. I don't know. Oh, I need to rewatch the trailer. I didn't really pay attention to it. Um it doesn't Yeah, but I think good. so you're gonna have you're gonna have Cruella, which is like an alternate take on it, similar to Maleficent. That I'm more interested in. Yeah, and like Snow if you're gonna movie, weird take on it. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, there's a huntsman this time. I don't know what the new Shut angle up. of Stitch could be unless they I just don't think there is a new as angle a sequel. Stitch. You know, no, I don't I, think there's a new angle on Stitch. I think it is there. That one will be just more of a straight up remake. Yeah. What is but what is Jumba and Pleakley gonna look like? I've been, awesome. I've been worried That's about the, the Stitch. I don't. But like, what are they gonna look like? I love alien designs so much that like that's what yeah. excites me about it. I I think there's potential. This is a perfect object, and I don't think anything will like change that. I think this movie is perfect, but I think this one has a okay shot. But I also am more optimistic about these, even though I didn't. I haven't loved any live. Action. <laughs> uh, what's what's the live action movie that I probably love the most? You guys, uh, uh, Cinderella. Robin. Oh well, Christopher, oh, Christopher Robin, Robin. That was a new that. take. That was fresh. That was it's like years later. Yeah. It's Christopher Robin, and then uh, I like Jungle Book. Okay, and then my uh, guess was Cinderella. No, I actually don't like that one that much. Even though a lot of people do, um, Sorcerer's Apprentice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's fun. It, te- it technically it's a live action remake. They so. have the broom sequence. <laughs> you really yeah. like the season of American Idol when Fantasia was on? <laughs> yeah. I mean, Jay Baruchel plays Mickey. I don't know what to tell you. Um, okay, is, back is the to, character's name Mickey. No, it's not. Okay. It kind of should have been. been. But, um, that would have been fun. back to Lilo and Stitch. I don't know. It's 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 interesting to think about this movie happening. I need to see the, a director announced, and uh, hopefully, it's somebody exciting. I need to see cast announced, mm. and then I need to see fucking like what are the aliens going to look like? Yeah, I mean it. I feel like Aladdin, the question that a lot of people had for Aladdin was like, if you can do the genie right, you can do Aladdin right. And this mm. one has the same thing with Stitch. But then also, like, well, Pleakley and uh, mm-hmm. other dudes should also look right. Uh, I'm telling you. And be I know cast right. I mean, it, right. it's just, it's tricky. 
I I know it sounds silly, but I truly think like this, like Lilo and Stitch remake for me will at least be three stars if they shoot it on location and it looks like they shoot it in Hawaii. Like I really think that's mm-hmm. going to make a huge difference because the uh, Aladdin didn't look like it was in the ever a real place. No, it really didn't. I it looked know. like sets that they built for a movie. Now, Lion King looked like it was in real places. And it, and it wasn't. wasn't. <laughs> so what do I know? It's such a feat of filmmaking. Like that's, it was like a boring take because it was just the same movie. Sure. Right. But it's incredible what they accomplished. Like don't announce John Favreau for Lilo and Stitch. Basically, no. his my like it's, it needs to be somebody who will like put some kind of thing. Taika Waititi is not a bad call. Yeah. Like that's actually a good call. It's actually I just a don't pretty know good call. Get the um, detective Pikachu director, whoever that guy is. Uh, Rob Letterman, oh, who fun. did. Uh, I think that he Taika actually, Waititi is an interesting call because he's also like a Pacific Islander. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I think, and it, no, he's not from Hawaii, but but he could also like, take it out of. Well, probably not if you want to keep a oh whatever Ohana. Ohana. But but still, that's that's better than hiring John Favreau. You know, whoever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. I don't know. There's lots of people who could kind of have an interesting take on it. What if The Rock um, plays Bubbles? So this uh, is that's then, actually something like, I've been thinking about a lot. Is like The Rock is going to try and get himself in that movie, a hundred percent. If he plays mm-hmm. Bubbles, I guess that's fine. That's fine. He he can't it's be fine, anybody. I guess else. he could be. Give me Dave Bautista's Bubbles though. Yeah, he could be Gantu. I need someone be. with kind eyes. Um, because bubble, Bubbles the whole time you're like you're a hard ass, but also like you're you're just a little baby inside. You know what I mean? Maybe it's because right. his name is Bubbles, but he also seems nice. His the name whole time. is also Cobra. <laughs> right. Yes. I don't know. I don't know exactly how old she is going to be, but it has kind of been my thought that the actress, the voice actress of Moana, is going to play live action Nani, is something that I've thought about a lot. Okay. <laughs> like, that makes will... a little bit of sense. Yeah, I think it does. Um, who else? Like, I think Stitch, you have to age you just up. Get you have to age up Lilo to be like eight or nine, I think, in order I to have like a so vo- like an actor that actually is decent. Yeah. yeah, I think she has to be roughly that age. I think Pleakley has to be like, I don't know. I, when we do these like imaginary castings, mm-hmm. I need more time to think about them because like who is like yeah. somebody who is like kind of quick, Cody. Tell wow! me someone who will be nine in two years. Yeah, see when I they film know. this. <laughs> <laughs> but like Pleakley, who is somebody who has like Pleakley energy? Uh, I mean, with Pleakley, I, I feel like, like uh, Pleakley has like strong is like a queer icon at this point. After when, right, when, Ooh, yeah. get Billy? like a Joel Kim Booster or somebody. Oh, that's yeah. a good get call. like Pat Regan as Pleakley or like Bowen Yang. Bowen Yang Pleakley. would be fun. Yeah. Because Bowen Yang also has like very intelligent energy. Not that yeah. those other people aren't intelligent, but you Could, know, like uh, when Bowen talks, you're like, "Oh, that's the smartest person alive." Let me. I kind of like Bleakly having a little me, bit of that energy. Let me throw something out there. You can immediately, you know, <laughs> reject this. I'm throwing uh-huh. it out there. Patty Harrison. Yeah, would be good. As Pleakley? It, it'd be a new take of Pleakley. I'd be... Yeah. Look, I feel like uh, Pleakley is pretty, like, she, you know, non, non-gender weird. specific. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Like, Pleakley seems to be trans. Pleakley seems to really enjoy that Well, mix. I think I think Pleakley is, like, a gender. 
you know yeah so yeah, yeah, you know yeah, they yeah. can kind of play in whatever space they want okay. to yeah I don't know. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Anyway, we need to get off of the <laughs> remake and talk yeah. about the yeah. actual. I mean, do we have anything else to say about the movie? It's perfect. I don't know. It's perfect. It's I don't know. It's very good. Uh, we didn't talk I, about the I, marketing I, I campaign. That was like the most perfect thing. Yes, um, that is something we needed to talk yeah. about. It's perfect for nine-year-olds. It's perfect for it's, how old we were when this movie came out. Do is it a predecessor to Deadpool? <laughs> Uh, those trailers a little bit, a little bit, but like just winking they at still the were so and, funny to yeah, me. Yeah, they were they were great. like watching Disney Channel and then being like, "Why are they showing a Lion King thing?" Mm-hmm. And then Stitch being up there yeah. or like, and all the animals being it, horrified. It's, <laughs> so it's, so crazy it's that, that they one. got the original cast to come back and record new like voiceover tracks. Yeah, like can you imagine being mm-hmm. like a Beauty and the Beast cast member and then being like, "Hey, can you come back in the studio?" <laughs> well, uh, so many of them were doing like TV shows and direct to DVD stuff anyway, so they probably yeah, just grabbed right. them at some point. But you're right, like it's still like, "Hey, we need it for this other." I mean, yeah. they all came back for Wreck It Ralph, so I guess they like doing it. Yeah. Um, where all did he show up? So it was definitely Lion King. Uh, and I remember Aladdin. Beauty and the Beast and whole Aladdin. New world. Um, and he like gets with Jasmine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, is there another one? I feel like there was uh, Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin. Uh, was Lion there a little? King. I think there was a That's Little it. Mermaid. Uh, yeah, the Little Mermaid one. Yeah, damn, good. <laughs> it was good. Yeah. They were know. called sh- inner inner stitchels. For, for, for listeners who don't know, Shit, basically, it would play a trailer, and it looked like it was like just a scene from a Disney movie, and then Stitch would show up and uh, cause trouble. Yeah, I mean, very good. And the fact they're called interstitials is masterpiece. Um, yeah, I think it's cool. This is It also falls in kind of a strange era for Disney. It's their quote-unquote experimental era. It's when they're having CGI movies and hand-drawn movies and all Emperor's of that stuff. Groove. They have Emperor's New Groove and Lilo and Stitch, which are the two kind of like sacred ones from this era i mean you have people who argue atlantis is good and i think it's kind of good but like that one's not held in no. the highest regard or treasure planet and also like those two didn't make that much money no that's the other thing yeah and lilo and stitch and emperor's new groove did mm-hmm. and, uh, lilo and stitch way more but but it's also the area of dinosaur and chicken little like it was a strange I forgot era. Chicken Little was Disney. Oh, you know the... It doesn't feel like it. You know, After even watching it, I'm like, this no, is weird. No, so, it's so pretty chicken, bad. Chicken Little. Yeah. You know, there's yeah. the there's the scene, it was in the trailers, where there's this little kid who says, look, Mom, it's a crazy chicken. Do you, do you remember this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I yeah. know that kid. <laughs> yeah, is that the whole thing? Yeah. Weird. I, I know. <laughs> um, I met him the other day. He's like a friend of a friend. <laughs> I, oh really? I mean, yeah. I've 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 I watched that movie not that long ago. It's actually like kind of shock. Like it's fine, but it's just it does not feel. Mm-hmm. It does not feel like from the same. It doesn't have the same energy no. at all. Cody, do, do they break out into song in that movie? Uh, I feel like I remember them singing "Don't Go Breaking My Heart." Is that yes, accurate? They, okay. They do that shit. There's no original songs. They break out in like That's gotcha. why it also doesn't feel like a Disney movie. Yeah, that's more it of like feels, a DreamWorks move. It's a DreamWorks Illumination thing. Yeah. Uh, it's also my problem with Muppets, uh, Muppets from Space. Not, there's like maybe one original Muppet song. They do Celebrate the rest, at the end. They do Celebrate and they do Brick House. And I'm like, I don't. They do Brick House in that movie? At the beginning, yes. Bizarre. 
And it's like I don't. I want the Muppets to be Muppets. I remember and sing their own songs. I remember when I was I a like kid. I was like walking around the house singing "Celebrate." Uh, yeah. And my, Mark, you my don't dad, like Muppets from Space. My dad was like, "Where did you I, hear uh, that song?" I remember liking it when I watched it. Yeah, rewatch it, Mark. I you just like do Gonzo. Not like Muppets. Gonzo is good. Gonzo's very is good. Atrocious. Um, I was listening, Chad. I just was at the same time arguing. Yeah, about. It's I was fine. listening. I you, you said you said you were singing yeah, celebration, and, and my, your dad was like, dad, "Where'd you hear it?" And yeah, you were like, "The Muppets." The Muppets. And I heard the whole thing. Yeah, but it uh, was it wasn't even that important, and I don't even know why I'm <laughs> telling you guys this. I don't you, know. You just felt vulnerable in the moment. I did. I don't feel good right now. I feel like I don't I'm belong sorry. anywhere. I feel like you do. Ohana, 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 Ohana. Chad is holding up a ugly duckling book to the camera, asking us to read eh, it to eh, him. Eh. You know what? And like she also can't read. I don't think so. She's just describing the pictures. Yeah. So I think so. An item I want because you know if you go to Downtown Disney or Disney Springs, there's like those art stores. You know that have like Disney art. Yeah. I really want a painting of Stitch with the ugly ducklings, like like the one that's at the end. Like I just I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think that's a gorgeous. Like illustration i don't know i love stitch stitch is good uh, i love stitch um, are we getting to the time of the show where it's time to vote on what's the best movie of 2002 yeah yes. i guess <laughs> so we're putting it against chicago yes it has uh, to be unanimous is that right unanimous no i thought we decided like, that this one has to be unanimous in order to up- upset did we decide that, that feels like a weird rule i don't maybe <laughs> maybe I, we did say that i don't know I mean, I don't think you would have made it up if we hadn't seen it. I don't know if I believe it still, though. Yeah. I think I it's know. because you were afraid of me and Chad like picking Sahara over some shit. <laughs> that I think, th- think that was maybe the idea, but I also don't care anymore. Um, it can be whatever. Uh, Mark, you vote first. Chicago or Lilo? And I'm, I'm the one that's least uh, beholden to nostalgia here, so I'm probably going to go with, nostalgia, uh, with uh, Chicago. Gotcha. Chad, um, I realized when watching this movie that I've been living a lie. Um, I don't think that the Lord of the Rings, the two towers is my favorite movie of the year 2002. I think Lilo and Stitch is, and, uh, I think it's the best movie of 2002 and yeah, I'm voting uh, for Lilo and Stitch. Here's the behind the scenes listeners. We also may chat Chad do all three of the Lord of the Rings movies. Well, no, 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 no. Just two of them. Next year, the Academy's taking care True, of it. True, because, because the Academy did it. But it, it was the Academy was doing it, and you were like, I think I want to pick these. And I was like, okay, you can do it, but we have to do literally every single one. And so, and that was so early on in the podcast that I don't think you've ever considered anything else. Yeah. Just because we needed to do that for this show. Yeah, it was just always, it was like this year it was chosen for me, but like upon like reflection, Lilo and Stitch is my favorite movie of this year. Yeah, and here's the thing. Uh,. When I was trying to pick my favorite movie of 2002 for my choice, I was stuck between Spirited Away and Lilo and Stitch. So uh, I do think Lilo and Stitch is better than Chicago. So I also vote Lilo and Stitch. It was all so what are we doing with listeners. this information? <laughs> what? <laughs> what are we doing with this information? Did we, does it need to be unanimous or are we just... A, I don't know. I guess Mark is the one who didn't vote. I'm okay with Lilo and Stitch winning over Chicago. I'm not, I'm not mad about it. Cool. Yeah, then, that's kind of cool. <laughs> that's strange, but it's cool. Yeah. Um, and like, so now let's. Yeah, yeah. go ahead. Uh, go ahead, Chad. I 
I mean, I, I was one of the two that voted for Chicago uh, on the last episode. I loved Chicago. It's in my like top five of all the movies we've talked about on this podcast. But yeah, man, I just from beginning to end, I'm just like feeling something. This movie is like doing working something in me. I love this movie so much. Yeah, uh, two of the movies we did this year got in my top ten, and it's, you know, Spirited Away and Lilo and Stitch. Right. Uh, let's kind of talk about our rankings since, you know, we're talking about that sort of thing. Oh, what shoot. are your rankings of the movies of this year? I can go first because yeah. you guys probably need to prepare. Yeah, yeah go ahead. Uh, <laughs> I always yeah. forget about this part. <laughs> yeah, I know you do. Uh, <laughs> so, and here's the thing. I don't, uh, I'll take that back. I was going to say I think all of these are great movies. I actually don't think these are all great movies. Um, number one, Spirited Away. Number two, Lilo and Stitch. Number three, Chicago. Number four, Two Towers. Number five, 28 Days Later. A movie that I loved really a lot when I first watched it, but on the rewatch, it aged very badly. For I me. forgot that was my pick already. Yep. I don't think it's a horrible movie, but I think it's like fine. So that's my um, ranking. Okay, I think I can go next. Okay. Go ahead. Um, Lilo and Stitch at number one. Mm-hmm. Um, Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers at number two. Oh, okay. And then Chicago. Yep. And then uh, probably 28 Days and then Spirited Away. I know. I Listen, <laughs> no one is more upset about the fact that I have not liked any Japanese animation in my life than me. I want so desperately to like get Miyazaki. I just do not get it. I also think you need to try a couple other Miyazakis. I think I, I do too. I think so too. I think I you do should, too. You should What's probably the number watch... one movie I should try from Miyazaki? Watch Totoro. Uh, I think it's Totoro. Totoro is yeah. probably the most digestible uh, Miyazaki. Sub- I think you Sub-a-dub. do Totoro and then Porco Rosso. Mm. I think you would like both of those. Sub or dub? Yes. Huh? Sub I was dub. I was agreeing. Yeah. Okay. Um, so Sub here's my dub. rankings, and and you might notice that these are uh, interesting. I'm going to start with Spirited Away, a movie that has grown on me the more I watch other Miyazaki movies. Uh, yep, so same. even in the past like couple of weeks, as I've watched more Miyazaki movies, I think I liked Spirited oh, wait, Away more. Oh wait, I'm pissed off. Yeah, you are. <laughs> yeah, I forgot um, you. Fuck. Whatever, and then fine. Chicago, and then. Uh, uh, whatever this movie was called, uh, Lilo and Stitch, and then Twenty Eight Days Later, and then Two Towers. I think. Yeah. Ooh, interesting. You're not the biggest fan of Two Towers, though. I'm. I'm full of hot takes. Yeah. I mean, I'm not always super hot on uh, like Lord of the Rings movies in general. Yeah. You also get oversaturated with them in your uh, house. Uh, uh, kind uh, of. It's not that. <laughs> Okay, uh, so now here's the big question: Lilo and Stitch, best movie 2002, in an upset, the bonus picky. This may be the Truly, only time this ever happens. It uh, until we get to Sahara. It was a miracle <laughs> how we got here. Yeah, it is. Um, Wait, how do we? We should go ahead and vote for the best movie of all of uh, our lives. That's what's coming. Oh, up. that's what's that next. is what's yeah. coming up next. Yeah. For yeah. some reason, I was thinking that would be in the episode with Eli. Next no, 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 no. I'm going to set these out, these rules okay. out, uh, like, so our listeners can hear them, so you guys don't try and fuck up the podcast okay. <laughs> two weeks from now. <laughs> the Matrix cannot become the best movie of all time. Why not? <laughs> no, it cannot. Eli cannot vote it in over no, the, no. the movie. Like, it simply now, cannot. Now, can that it being be- said, he is hosting Can it become week, the best movie so of the year? 
of 99? Yeah. No. And Can Eli we... wouldn't even think it is. He Because Iron Giant is also his favorite movie. But do we get a vote? <laughs> I don't know. I, I think mean, we you guys do. Can, you guys do whatever you want, but it can't replace it. All like, right. 99. I don't even remember what won in 99. Is it Iron Probably Giant? Iron Giant. Uh, no, Election. Because of you fuckers. Whoa, Election? <laughs> That's bizarre. That's awesome. I love that. <laughs> election's good, y'all. Election's yeah, so good. Um, election is also a masterpiece. Thank you very Iron much. Iron Giant's one of the best movies ever made. Yeah, it's Election great. is also very good. Election's very good. Anyway, is Lilo and Stitch better than Titanic, Mark? Um, I'm going to go with no. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm just going to um, laugh for a bit at, the, that, at that question. <laughs> Not that it's uh, a laughable question, but just because it's a strange question just to ask someone. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. Like, if you went on the street and you were like, Titanic or Lilo and Stitch, they'd be like, what the fuck? <laughs> And you're like, what year is it? <laughs> yeah, strange. I mean, I feel like uh, Titanic's Chad, better, uh, but... <laughs> you're saying Titanic? I feel like it's Chad? better, right? Yeah, I'm also voting like, Titanic. Like, it's one of those things where, like, if you ask Cody what I want to watch most of the time, I've got 82 minutes to spare. I'm going to watch Lilo and Stitch, like, a lot, and I love Lilo and Stitch. But the I, real question again, is, would you rather watch Lilo and Stitch twice or Aladdin, or, um, Aladdin <laughs> Titanic once? <laughs> Hey, Mark, I think it'd be closer to watching Lilo and Stitch three times. <laughs> <laughs> um, not quite. That's four and a half quite. hours. It's like, three it's like times. watching Lilo and Stitch, Stitch the movie, Leroy and Stitch, and then Stitch 2, Stitch has a glitch back to back. You might, yeah, because some of those are shorter. Yeah, yeah you might could fit all of those. <laughs> a full in. season of Stitch the TV show. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think I've got to go Titanic 2. I mean, I think there is Titanic part two, of me there that... Was a perf- sequel? Yeah, yeah. The thing sank think, in the first one. <laughs> I think there's part of me okay. that definitely does prefer Lilo and Stitch. But for this... Like, so when we're voting for the years, we definitely vote 100% with our heart. But I think for this best movie of our, of our like, entire life, there has to be a little bit of logic to it. And I, I, I don't know. I think it's Titanic. I think... I yeah, know. I mean, it, it sucks... That like Lilo and Stitch can't it, it won the year, but it, it immediately lost the lifetime. You know, look, you know there what? have been movies that I would have voted for over Titanic, but we just haven't. None of them have won yet. You know what? It doesn't matter because Titanic's going to go overall. So I'll change my vote to Lilo and Stitch. Just so. All right, there you, you know, go. Oh, well, then I'm going to change my vote to Lilo and Stitch. <laughs> oh, no. Wait, I want to <laughs> change my vote to Election. <laughs> yeah, I'll change my vote back to Titanic then. <laughs> Shit. Uh, no, it, I I think Titanic is. No, it's, it's. I don't know. It's it's one of those things where like we're looking for our favorites each year. Like that that is ultimately the goal we're going with. But we're also trying to find the best movie of the past twenty six years. And I think like I Titanic right now is that. I think. Yeah, I mean, I think that Titanic is like. Uh, like truly a masterpiece and that's not something i just throw around a whole lot Uh, yeah even though there i would much prefer to watch lilo and stitch a lot of days i think masterpiece i think they're both masterpieces actually but titanic is yeah titanic i don't know uh what is gonna sing titanic maybe nothing ever we will see maybe Um, a little movie called the matrix (laughs) (laughs) nope uh hey where can people find you uh, you can Mark. find Mark. Wow. At Watlington Mark on Twitter.com. Uh-huh. 
uh-huh. and Letterboxed and Instagram. This happens every time where uh-huh. I like pause and then I say somebody and it's right as the other person is talking. Uh, Mark, where can they find me? <laughs> Uh, they, they can find Chad at Chad A. Oliver across all platforms. He's he's got that username locked and loaded. Cody, where can they find uh, you? I guess talk about yourself. Yeah, you can find me on a motherfucking boat, bitches. <laughs> Who cares? Social media is dead. I'm like gonna. I will have no service. I don't give a shit. Chad, make a note to play him on a boat, a lonely island. <laughs> I know yeah. we're already getting sued for the Hey song, so. I truly, well. I truly will be on a Disney cruise as this is happening. Hopefully, I'm meeting Tropical Stitch and eating Stitch waffles. And all you suckers will just have to listen to this podcast. I don't, I don't yeah. think they make waffles in Stitch shape. Hey, idiot! What? They do because I've been to Ohana's. Maybe they were Mickey waffles and Stitch just walked out. Yeah, they <laughs> no, make no, no, Mickey no. waffles. No, the, the the waffles had Stitch's face pressed in them. Okay. I'm like... But not Stitch That shaped. sounds right. It was like... Sounds a, possible. It, like they burned Stitch into the waffle. Stitch's face was in the waffles. Whatever. Yeah. Fucking tomato potato. I don't I care. I just wish you wouldn't lie on the podcast. <laughs> anyway, I hung out with Stitch that day. I hope I get to hang out with him again. Um, and I will be, uh, you know, officially Mr. Cody Lunsford as of <laughs> the next time you guys hear my voice. <laughs> so... Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. You can follow the show at We Pick Picks uh, on Twitter and Instagram. Hopefully, Mark and Chad do their job and post uh, while I am gone. Uh. So you know we're gonna make came out. we're gonna make like Tom Hanks and Meryl Streep, and we're gonna post, buddy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I also think you guys maybe could be like Tom Hanks in the post, and when I ask, "Have you posted yet?" you will say, <laughs> "Not, Not yet." yet. <laughs> That's yeah, Meryl so. Streep that says that. Um, I'm going to be like Kevin Whatever. Costner in that movie that we watched for this podcast. I'm going to post, man. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Um, okay. Do you guys remember so, watching that movie? <laughs> it was <laughs> yep. honestly really good. It's honestly it a- kind of great. <laughs> it was very bad. <laughs> <laughs> guys, we've, seen, we've watched so many movies that I've like low-key hated for this podcast, but it's yes. fine. Uh, um, I mean... It, Implementing the Razzies and, frankly, the Academy Award winner for Best Picture was a in mistake. the '90s was a mistake. I think yeah. th- I think that we I mean, disagreed. You say in the '90s, last year was Green Book. The episodes that we mm-hmm. disagreed most on were the Razzie and Best Picture movies. <laughs> always, like yeah, when always. I would when I would stand Showgirls, or when you guys would be all about the Postman, or Chad really liked <laughs> Color of Night or whatever. <laughs> Color of he Night did. was fascinating. It's fascinating. The the thing is. Yeah, you're right, Chad, that there are some whack Best Picture winners coming up. Yeah. But I feel like the 90s was rough because they were all like they were boring. boring. Yeah. At least Whereas Green like, Book now is it's like, like it's uh, watchable. Yeah. And Cody, then it's just like that's we're about to have problem. to we're about to have to watch Crash. <laughs> which oh, sucks, aren't we? But it sucks, but it's interesting. I don't know. Yeah. I don't I don't remember it being very interesting. I don't know. That's 2005, right? What wins in 2004? I thought I that Crash we'll 2004. Crash is 2004. I don't know. We'll figure it out. It's Return of anyway. the King in 2003 and then Crash in 2004. I'm 99% sure. Uh, what's in 2005? 2003 uh, is Return of the King. Wait, when does um, Scorsese win it? 2006. What was 2004? 2004 is Million Dollar Baby. 2005 uh, is Crash. All right. Okay. And then The Departed? Yeah. Departed, then Slumdog Millionaire, then Hurt Locker... 
then can I do this? What I mean, is we, sh- we should we should end the episode. Uh, 2010 was King's Speech. King's no, Speech. 20... Oh, fuck. Where's 2010? <gasps> no. The, those are the two the that artist. I fuck up. The artist. The artist is 2010. Then King's Speech is 2011. 2012 is... But we should end the episode, though. <laughs> <laughs> should we? A Birdman. 2012 is Argo. 2012 is oh, Argo. 2013 is Birdman. Birdman. Yeah, 2014 right. was... Um, fuck, what was 2014? But we should uh, end the episode, though. <laughs> shut up. 2014 was... <laughs> I'm like trying to remember where I was when I watched that Oscar ceremony, but that was the Birdman Oscar ceremony. So 2014 was... 2014 wow, was... was so recent. Man, I don't know. Oh, actually, I have it written. It was... Oh, shit. So what we missed is 2013 is 12 Years a Slave. And oh. 2014 is Birdman. 2015 oh, okay. is Spotlight. Spotlight. 2016 is Moonlight. Moonlight. 2017 is Shape of Water. 2018, Green Book. And 2019 is Tom Hooper's Cats. I, um, I want the record <laughs> to show that for 2014, I was like, where did I watch that? Oh, I watched that at Callie's apartment. No, but Birdman won the year that I was at Callie's apartment. <laughs> Here's, and I was yeah, right. I that here's, was 2014. Here's the thing, Cody, about, about Tom Hooper's cats is all you have to do <laughs> is, is say the words Tom Hooper's cats and I will laugh. It no, is funny. No matter the context. <laughs> SNL, the, this most recent week, uh, Taylor Swift was the musical guest. So mm. they kept showing like ads during the commercials for cats. <laughs> But they weren't like the the like trailer. They were like the behind the scenes where they were like, oh, and then they told us to act like cats. <laughs> it just was like, was it a what bit or was it like? No, sincere. it was like James Corden was like, you know, they tell you like it sounds crazy. They're gonna put cats there, but then you see it and it, it's magical. And I was like, yeah, mother it's motherfucker, it's something. Cats. It's people, but it's cats. But what it's cats, do you but expect? My favorite cats bit is when everybody saw the trailer and then the poster and it said, you will believe. And then all of Twitter was like, in cats? Yeah, I already do. <laughs> There's one in the other room right now. I never doubt it. Like it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's an insane tagline. It's not that it's like unicorns or like ghosts. No, it, it's, it's cats. <laughs> The, the way the poster is, it says, you will believe, and then big, cats. And it's like, I guess. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I wasn't know. doubting. Isn't, I believe isn't that cats. whole show about, like, heaven? I don't know. I, I think mean, it I was is. Never, it's about cats I was, in the afterlife or something like I that. I have cat, always. Cat, cat ter life. Okay. Uh, nope, sorry. Uh, I shouldn't okay, have interrupted. Okay, okay. <laughs> I, I would. I have always been of the mindset that you should believe cats. That's why I've started the hashtag yes. meow to movement. <laughs> <laughs> yes, all dogs. <laughs> Cody. End the episode. Uh, thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody, for listening. This is Best Pictures. And remember, Stitch is troubled. He needs desserts. Aloha. 
So on the next episode of Best Pictures, Cody is off getting married. So uh, we got to figure something out. The show must go on. So we're bringing on Eli Smith of Purely Nostalgia to cover his favorite movie that we have not covered yet. And that movie is The Matrix. Uh, It's available on Hulu to stream uh, conveniently. And uh, you should watch it. You should listen to the episode. Okay. (laughs)